This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create and maintain meaningful, intimate relationships that contain lots of fantastic sex. And on this show, we are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. So today the letter is P, and P is for painful sex. I'm going to spend this whole session talking about all the different types of pain that people experience during sex, wanted and unwanted. Um, I'm going to focus primarily on unwanted, but we will cover wanted for just a bit. Um, And I'm also taking the time to pick up some questions that have been sent in, some on this topic, some on others, and uh, introduce you to some of the things that I'm getting ready to do. Unusually, this is the first time, I believe, that I am doing this just me today, no guest. If you've got questions, please feel free to call them in, or if you're not happy to have your voice heard live, go ahead and email me at lauriebeth at drlauriebethbisbee.com. That's L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H at D-R-L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H-B-I-S-B-E-Y.com. And um, I will do my best to answer any questions that you put forward during this show. So let's get started. Um, So there are lots of different ways that uh, painful sex can happen. And it's frequently incredibly distressing when sex is painful. Um, I've had lots of questions about this over over time and, and just haven't really had time to answer them. So I wanted to start out by talking about some of the common reasons for painful sex. And one of the most common reasons for painful sex, if you are in a female body, is a lack of adequate lubrication. Now, you may or may not have listened to my show, L is for Lube, a few weeks ago. We spent all of our time explaining why lube is so amazing and so important. But there seems to be a lot of stigma around a lack of lubrication or not enough lubrication and um, mistaken belief that lubrication is always dependent upon arousal. Um, so the, um, the connection is made, if a woman is lubricated, she is aroused. So let's start with that. That's a falsehood. Sometimes <laughs> lubrication means arousal. Sometimes lubrication is a stimulus response and the person isn't actually experiencing subjective arousal. That's called arousal non-concordance. When uh, your body does one thing, but your experience is something totally different. 
And it's important to know that. So it may be that um, someone is very lubricated and actually not having a good time. So it's important to use your words. Um, sometimes you can be very turned on and not lubricate at all or lubricate very little. Some reasons for that might be um, you're taking certain types of medication uh, and there are medications that will dry someone out or um, there is a condition called Sjogren syndrome where um, all, all of your mucous membranes tend to be dry. So um, people with Sjogren's experience extreme dry eyes, uh, they experience extreme dry mouth and they also experience can experience very dry vagina. Um, as someone who suffers from this condition, it can be really stressful and really distressing when it is in full swing because um, the level of dryness can be really unpleasant. But there are lots of things that you can do for that and there are lots of treatments that can help with it. So that's another reason why somebody might be really turned on and dry. Um, it, um, depending on what time a woman is in her cycle, right? Lubrication um, is different depending on what type time in the cycle. Um, on contrary to popular belief, having a period doesn't necessarily mean you're well lubricated. So somebody could be having their period and although there is some blood there, that's it and they're, and they're not actually lubricating. Um, if you're ill, you can lubricate less. If you're taking antidepressants, that is a huge culprit. There are other medications that cause um, a lack of lubrication as well, but antidepressants are well known for this. If you're feeling stressed, again, another reason, um, in the perimenopause or menopause, and there are other hormonal issues that will cause a lack of lubrication. Some people just start slow and their natural lubrication will catch up. So if they need more time. And then of course, there is a lack of attraction or arousal. Excuse me. So, one of the things that happens when there's not enough lubrication is in addition to the dryness being painful, micro tears happen. And um, if you get micro tears, then they don't necessarily heal very easily and they can make sex more painful moving forward. Um, so, I always suggest using lube. Lube, 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 always. Just always use some extra lube. It keeps this from happening. Uh, it makes sex a heck of a lot more comfortable, which is really important. Um, and it actually gives time for someone to adjust. It also will remove pressure if you haven't lubricated at the time you want to experience penetration. So, you know, there isn't a lot of pressure on the woman to find her lubrication. Um, and, and I have had people tell me about things like that happening. It was, you know, unpleasant, not a lot of fun. Um, never very good when you put a lot of pressure on a partner, um, particularly around issues like this, which, which people are often feeling very uncomfortable with. So that is probably one of the number one reasons for painful sex. And there's a ton of stigma around using lube that shouldn't be there. Just use lube. Um, and Jane had written in and asked me about problems with lubrication, particularly during her period. Um, and so I think I, I, I've addressed that. But if you have more questions about that, too, do please ask. A lot of women find that they do need extra lubrication. 
around um, their periods and at other points during their cycle. If you pay attention, you start to notice what your body normally does. I've just had a question in, um, and the question is, we see porn folks using spit as lube. Is this a good idea? No. <laughs> it may look sexy, but it doesn't lubricate very well. Saliva doesn't lubricate terribly well. It's good in a pinch for a couple of seconds, but it's not going to give you that, you know, extra that you need, particularly if you're having difficulty um, with penetration and you're, or you're feeling pain or you fear feeling pain. Absolutely use actual lube. There are many lubes on the market as well, and there are ones that are very natural. There's water-based lubrication. And then for vaginal sex, water-based lubrication is great. Um, there is also... Um, um, oil-based lubes, there's loads of stuff. So what you don't want, what you don't want is to just not have anything on hand. So I recommend people have a bottle here, a bottle there. Just stick them in the bedroom in various places. Easiest way. And there are loads of lovely travel um, things for lubrication. Now, I've just been asked another question, so I'm going to actually take that one now before I move on to the next issue. Um, can the penis be rubbed raw? Is it possible to have too much sex and have the penis be rubbed raw? Well, I'm sure it is possible. I'm sure it is possible, it, particularly if your partner is dry. It also depends on where you're putting your penis, right? So I'm sure it's possible to get irritation from having lots of sex where there's not adequate lubrication. And the thing is, once you get an irritation, then you've got to leave it well alone in order for it to heal. And people often find that difficult to do, so irritation lasts a long time. So yeah, you can get rubbed raw. Um, whether one says that this is having too much sex, I wouldn't necessarily consider it having too much sex. I'd be more likely to say having sex without enough lubrication rather than too much sex. I think that definition is a subjective definition. What's too much sex? No such thing as too much, right, for some people. And then the same person can think too much is any sex at another point in time. So it is important to pay attention to all of this. Okay, so we are a couple of minutes from our first break. Please, 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 if you've got questions, do send them in. I'll be taking questions, as I always do, the whole show um we're going to talk about the other ways in which people end up having painful sex and um also before the end i'll be talking about the book i just released and um given time i might even read you a small section so let's take this break so that you can hear from our sponsors and i look forward to greeting you back in a couple of minutes time Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey everybody, welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this is part two of P is for Painful Sex, and today it's just me. So before the break, um, I said we would move on to the next um, reason, common reason for painful sex, which is anxiety. Anxiety can cause all of our body to tighten up when we're anxious about having sex. Or even during sex, tightening up can cause all sorts of pain. Um, This can include pain upon penetration of any type, muscle spasms, headaches. Um, You know, when you're particularly anxious, anxiety um, around a particular sexual experience, anxiety can make it almost impossible to enjoy yourself. The best thing to do in those circumstances is actually deal with the anxiety before the experience. Now, I'm not talking about anticipation. Anticipation usually makes experiences better. Anticipation usually makes things more fun. It's, there's, it's excitement and it's lots of um, great um, chemicals running in your body when you're excited. That's not what I'm talking about. Anxiety has a lot of fear element in it and um, and really I mean, if you think about it, you think when you get anxious, what do the muscles in the back of your neck do? What do the muscles in your shoulders do? Um, Your legs, your arms. Most of us have a place where we particularly express stress and anxiety. Do you get headaches? So all of those things can happen and make sex incredibly painful. Um, And um, really the only treatment for that is deal with the anxiety. Relaxation. And I'm going to talk about relaxation later and I'll... I'll talk some about different methods of relaxation um, in order to deal with the anxiety is the way to go. Um, I've had another question come through. Is pain from the penis being too big real or just because the entry point is not ready? Hmm. 
Um, so in some circumstances, um, yes, it would be that a person isn't ready or not giving um, the, them time um, to relax into it. You're not giving them time for the vagina to expand because, my God, a vagina can expand an awful lot. Women do give birth through the vagina. Um, and so in that way, it's not about the penis being too big. It is, it, it's usually a bit about fear um, and a tightening up around here. However, um, some women don't like their cervix being hit during sex um, and find it quite painful. And a large penis is much more likely to bang into the cervix during intercourse, and that can cause significant pain. So in that way, yes, that can be painful. Um, and that would be from the size of the penis. Um, if you are someone who finds that difficult or finds um, a, a deep penetration painful or uncomfortable, there is a device called an O-nut um, that can make penetration much easier. It is um, a series of soft donut-like rings that the man puts on his erect penis so that it stops the deep penetration. So you choose the depth that you're okay with, and then you add or subtract rings in order to make the penis the right size, basically. Um, so if it is, in fact, that deep penetration is causing the problem, yes, that can cause some pain, and there are ways to deal with it. Um, and the other reason that um, a large penis causes pain is because um, the woman hasn't had time to adjust. Or if um, a woman is postmenopausal, um, then um, the elasticity of her vagina is not going to be the same as it was premenopause, and that and that that's not always true, but often true, and that can cause problems as well. So it may not be simply um, taking time to relax, but it may be necessary again add extra lube and 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 make sure that she is incredibly turned on before penetration, making it more likely that. Um, the vagina will expand without um, pain or tearing because sometimes women experience tearing. Now, for some women, vaginismus is a problem. Um, and this is when the muscles around and in the vagina shut tightly. Um, it is involuntary. And it can be that even inserting a little finger or a tampon trying to insert a tampon causes incredible pain and um, it, it's impossible to, to even do that. And it's really important to know and to, and to remember that the woman does not have control over this. So this is, this is completely involuntary muscle spasms. The spasms are often incredibly intense and the pain level's pretty high. Um, sometimes, I've been told, there aren't, I have a thing about not looking for causes for stuff like this unless there's a medical cause. Um, finding the why I am this way is not always tremendously valuable. So um, I don't spend lots of times with client trying to discover why. Um, frequently with vaginismus, you can't find a why. But I have been, these are the sorts of things I have been told uh, my first sexual experience was non-consensual, um, and so that appears to be a trauma response. And in that situation, um, it is um, important to treat the trauma. 
um, it's important to deal with that. You're much more likely to have non-painful, satisfying sex if, if you, you're not continuing to be psychologically traumatized. And also remember that trauma affects the body as well. And so if you're still feeling the trauma in the body, um, this can make it difficult. This is a case where some um, somatic work would be useful. Somatic sex work can be very helpful in helping someone who has been um, experienced sexual violence um, uh, along with um, good trauma therapy in order to release all of that. Um, another thing that I've been told in the past is a doctor told me my vagina was too small. It, yeah, that's probably a really inaccurate statement to ever make, um, but that was given to me as a cause of vaginismus from a client. Um, another client told me that she was worried that someone would be too big and hurt her. Um, and then one that I hear a lot, which is uh, people feel guilty about enjoying sex or shame about something they want to do. Sometimes vaginismus can start as a result of a painful medical examination, or it can be a re the result of an infection that causes pain. Um, and according to the Vaginismus Network, it affects two in every thousand people. That is a huge number of women affected by vaginismus, and it's often misdiagnosed. So although I've been talking about painful sex, it's important to pay attention that lots of women who have vaginismus also in, avoid exams, medical exams and um, smear tests because even that is too painful. And so it's got um, a, a really huge impact and it's important to look at treatment for, for this, even if the person never wants to have penetrative sex. There are quite a few avenues for treatment for vaginismus and some very good. Frequently, it's from a sex and relationship therapist. There are support networks, groups, and workshops. Treatment usually has a psychological component and also a physical one. So um, women will be taught relaxation exercises and taught to use graduated dilators in combination with sensate focus exercises, which is where they... Um, get to experience and focus in on individual sensations. Sensate focus exercises take the pressure away um, because there's no focus on um, any particular aim, for example, orgasm or penetration. The goal is to just really pay attention to the sensations that you are feeling. Um, and so those exercises are used relaxation exercises are used, and then graduated dilators. Some women have never been able to achieve any form of penetration. They've had vaginismus from the very beginning. Others have had sex for quite a period of time and then developed vaginismus. Um, I would like to refer women to the Vaginismus Net Network because it's a fabulous, fabulous organization. They have support and solutions. It was established by two sufferers, and they also have an in-house sex therapist who has personal experience of the condition um, and works with clients who have vaginismus. Superb, superb network, highly recommended uh, in the UK, and you should take advantage of that if you've been having difficulty. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing you're causing in yourself. Okay, I've got another couple of questions came in. 
One is, does normal sex hurt the baby if a woman is pregnant? No. <laughs> That's the short answer. No, it does not. Um, yes, you might want to be careful um, how rough you're being and in certain positions, particularly if someone's close to giving birth, because you could start labor. But yes, uh, n- normal, normal in quotes, because what the hell is normal sex anyway? Um, but uh, typical uh, penis and vagina penetration um does not hurt the baby if a woman is pregnant. Oh my, and another question. Here we go. Can the pussy get a cramp? Well, yes, we can cramp anywhere in the body. So it is possible to cramp up. I'm not sure what would provoke an internal cramp, but I sure have experienced one. So I can tell you, yes, it's possible. Um, What uh, is important is that you... Do your Kegel exercises. Your PC muscles are really important. Uh, They actually give you structure and support. And so uh, that is one way of preventing cramps by making sure your PC muscles are in shape. Um, You can do Kegel muscles just on your own. Uh, Oftentimes women are told to um, try and stop themselves because they need to pee, right? So you're in midstream and you stop yourself peeing and that's the best way to find Kegel muscles. But actually, the best way to find Kegel muscles is to take your thumb and stick it on the top, on the roof of your mouth and suck your thumb as you're trying to pull in. Pull in and up as you're sucking your thumb and you will feel those Kegel muscles muscles contract, the PC muscles contract. And that's one of the ways um, of uh, learning how to find them. So then you can do the exercises. You should try and do... 10, draw it up, hold it for a few seconds and let it go. Just try and do 10 repetitions three times a day, if at all possible. It will improve your orgasm. It will make it less likely that you have pain during sex. And if you're having any kind of um, stress incontinence, it can help, help you stop that as well. Well, we are about a minute from break again. Believe it or not, time does fly when I do this show. Um, after the break, I will have some more on pain during sex. We will get to pleasurable pain, I promise. If you've got questions, keep them coming. And I'll be back after a word from my sponsors. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. 
We're on the pulse of the world with great shows and hosts. The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel is also on Twitter. We've got ideas to keep you healthy, breaking health news, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Voice AM Health. That's at Voice AM Health. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex. We are at part three of P is for painful sex. And this week, it's only me. So before the break, I said I was going to move on um, to some of the other causes of painful sex. But I did promise we would talk about pleasurable painful sex. And I and I do promise we will still get there. Um, the next major cause of painful sex for people with female bodies is vulvodynia. Um, this is basically chronic pain in the vulva. Sometimes this is generalized and un- other times it affects only one portion of the vulva. It can be, it can also affect the clitoris, which is a real drag. Um, there's rarely a clear cause and many doctors will seek to first rule out causes like infections. Some women get better with a lubricated anesthetic gel, um, which dulls the pain for a while. Others that it, it that's just, um, really analgesia that just makes them feel better, but it doesn't improve, doesn't get rid of the condition. Some women respond well to a strong steroid cream for 10 days, followed by a lower dose twice per week. Others respond to um, cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, and low-dose antidepressant medication, which seems to interrupt the pain signals. One of the saddest things about this is that frequently doctors dismiss this type of chronic pain. Um, the attitude seems to be, oh, just, you know, get on with it, buck up with it. And actually, um, this is incredibly uh, distressing and intrusive into a woman's life. Um, It's not just pain with intercourse or with sex. It's pain, period, all the time. Sitting down, rubbing, you know, the clothes moving against um, the vulva can be incredibly painful. Sella wrote in to say that she started to feel pain around her clitoris and it seemed not to go away. And she reports that she's not particularly dry and didn't understand where the pain was coming from. So it's really important for you to be seen by a doctor and get an exam to include ruling out sexually sexually transmitted infections and things like yeast or bacterial vaginosis. Thrush can cause lots of pain rather than itching, for example. Some women find that it's itching that drives them crazy, but others actually feel quite a bit of pain. because all of these things can cause inflammation in the tissues around the clitoris and the clitoris itself. And if these are all ruled out, it's possible you're experiencing vulvodynia. Another couple of ways that you can help with vulvodynia, um, cool packs can be really nice. And counterintuitively, if you avoid touching the painful area, sometimes that makes the pain worse. Now, I know that might sound strange, but sometimes when the area is really painful, it's a good time to masturbate because the release, the blood coming into the area helps and then the release helps. Counterintuitive, but it does sometimes work. 
Another common way um, that sex becomes painful is because of vaginal prolapse. Um, now, this is more likely to happen as a result of vaginal births or total hysterectomy can happen because of hernias as well. And a prolapse is when part of the vaginal wall collapses into the canal. Um, so there's some laxity, there's looseness, right? That muscle, that, that part of the muscle isn't working. Large prolapses can require reconstructive surgery. Mild prolapses can often be fixed by doing lots of Kegel or pelvic floor exercises. Although what one should know is if the prolapse is towards the back of the vagina, most standard pelvic floor exercises won't actually engage the back, those, the back parts of those muscles very well. Um, so you may need additional help. Some prolapses occur as a result of changes during menopause or after menopause when elasticity has been affected during and after menopause. Now, um, if Kegel exercises aren't working and you don't want surgery, um, there are some laser treatments that have good success at helping with mild to moderate prolapse. Uh, you'll be told that they're not at all painful. Um, I'm going to contradict that. <laughs> Uh, they can be painful. For some women, they're not painful, but they can be quite painful in themselves, but the pain is not debilitating and, um, and then goes away over a couple of days. Um, and the positives far outweigh the negatives for most women as they can decrease or even cure pain during sex and you also avoid surgery. Um, the treatments help with, they're um, called vaginal rejuvenation frequently. I love that, right? vaginal rejuvenation treatments. Um, there are a couple of different kinds of lasers that are used. Um, there are some that are better than others. Um, the treatments can help with vaginal dry dryness um, because they get collagen going again. Um, they can help with prolapse, laxity, and also mild, stress mild, to, moder mild to moderate stress incontinence. Um, and so that's fabulous. Most um, places that do these treatments require um, a number of treatments. Um, medically, the optimum number seems to be three within a year and then an annual top-up for many women. Of course, if you're having these and you're postmenopausal, you of course will need a top-up because you're not producing any more of the hormones that are needed to keep producing the collagen. So you're going to need this kickstart. Um, I have had my first treatment out of three. And then coronavirus hit. So I probably won't do my second one until at least July because I'm not going to be allowed out of the house until then. Um, I went in, in London to um, Nouveau, um, to Silvery Blue, and they do the new V vaginal non-surgical laser treatment. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Um, I found these people fantastic. Um, it is completely nurse red. The group is silvery blue. And um, all of the people who are working there, all the nurses working there have experienced the, the treatment so they can talk with you about the pros and cons really well. I have to say that it got rid of the mild stress incontinence that had recurred since the prolapse. And I really, really wish that um, my doctors had told me about this earlier on 
um, when I first presented with pain. Um, I haven't had a full result, but I had a partial result. So stay tuned. Another really common reason, and the last one I'm going to talk about with women for um, pain during sex is an enlargement of the vagina for some reason or another. Um, I first presented with pain during sex because I had large fibroids. So my uterus was enlarged and pressing forward and it narrowed the vagina and pushed my bladder into an area that when penetrated, my bladder was getting hit. Um, sex became almost unbearable and I found that I was having significant stress incontinence. And eventually I had to have a full hysterectomy to deal with the issues. But interestingly, when I first saw a doctor about this, I was told I was in menopause and that lubrication would help, but otherwise there was little that could be done. I need to point out that my pain wasn't the result of menopause and there was a lot that could have been done if I had been properly diagnosed. And it's this type of misinformation that leads to women suffering with extreme pain on penetration or even pain, extreme pain, chronic pain like vulvodynia around the vulval area, and a lot of doctors unfortunately don't take seriously the importance of sexual enjoyment for women who are past childbearing years. It's important. Okay. Mitzi wrote in to say that she gets bladder infections every time she has sex, and she doesn't know what to do, and that she's been given antibiotics to try to prevent these, but these recur. Um, it's put her off having any kind of sex because she knows what's going to happen afterwards. And she also um, has um, nausea and diarrhea with, with antibiotics. Mitzi, frequent bladder infections can be caused by, as a result of menopause too, and you didn't say how old you are. Um, good lubrication can help if that's the case. Uh, going to the loo prior to having sex and then just after having sex can also help. But if, you know, penetration is rubbing against the bladder wall, you might need more thorough treatment help with this. Stage one, always go see a good gynecologist who will talk frankly with you about your sexual life and not be judgmental, really important. Cranberry juice and lots of fluids can help reduce the frequency of infections as well. And um, I'm sure you've been given this advice, but make sure to avoid scented soaps and uh, wear cotton or silk pants. And you know, you can also get them to try a different antibiotic too. Um, one, maybe one won't make you so nauseous. Um, infections cause pain as well. So if there's a possibility that any of your pain is it's a cause of infection, make sure to get these all tested. I really recommend regular STI testing. I think it should be part of your routine if you're having sex with anyone, really. Um, if you're having sex with more than one person, it's essential that you have regular STI testing, absolutely essential. Um, if this conversation is one that you find really difficult to have, practice it before you have it. Get your routine down so you know how you're going to talk with people about it. And people who are offended by you bringing up sexually transmitted infections are people you don't want to be having sexual relationships with. There should be no stigma attached to sexually transmitted infections. Many of them are easy to transmit, and unless you have safe sex all the time, if you have sex with multiple people, at some point in your sexual life, you may well pick up an infection. Thrush and bacterial vaginosis are not necessarily picked up from others, but can be transmitted to others. If you've got one of these and a partner, or you, you, and, and you have a partner, your partner needs to be treated too, or you run the risk of transmitting the 
infection back and forth and back and forth ad infinitum, not a lot of fun, guys. So definitely do this. Um, now, uh, I've only been talking about um, pain in women. We've got a few minutes before the break, so I just wanted to mention a couple of things about pain in men. Um, you know, men can, in fact, have painful sex. Male bodies can have painful sex. Sexually transmitted infections are one of the main causes of painful sex in men. So STIs should be checked out if pain is experienced and you've been having sex with people. Thrush in men tends to be painful rather than itchy. So that's important to know. If your foreskin's too tight, this can cause pain with penetration. Slight tears in the foreskin can also cause sharp stinging pain. And often you can't see those tears. Prostatitis, which is an inflammation of the prostate, can also be a cause of pain. And my favorite, testicle pain and swelling is often known as blue balls, and that can be caused by repeated, being repeatedly aroused and not ejaculating. But it can also be a signal of infection, so please pay attention to that. Um, allergy can cause pain for all body types. Latex allergies can be really problematic if you're not checking what condoms what, what the condoms you're using are made of. So many people only find out about a latex allergy when they react to a condom. The good news is there's lots of different latex-free condoms. Again, regular sexual health checks with professionals who don't judge and are willing to listen are essential to happy sexual lives. It may take more time to identify the right medical professionals, but it's well worth it. You should feel comfortable bringing up any subject with a health professional. So um, we are heading for our final break of the show. Um, in the last segment, I'm going to start out by talking about um, pleasurable pain, enjoyable pain. I've had a couple questions come in about this. And then um, I will tell you about my most recent book. And I will talk a little bit about arthritis and, um, and chronic pain conditions um, just before we finish. So I will see you in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors. Looking forward to it. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Over 20 million people in America struggle with substance use. This impacts both the people who are using and loved ones who are trying to help. Still, there is hope. Tune in to the Beyond Addiction Show with host Josh King. You'll hear from experts and get the real information you need to understand and assist in change. Change can be hard. It doesn't have to be confusing. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Um, This is part four of P is for painful sex, and it's just little on me today. So before the break, I said we were I was going to answer the questions I had about um, pleasurable, painful sex. Um, And so there are some people who actually um, enjoy certain types of pain. Um, Some of them are masochists and transmute that pain. It, It becomes pleasurable and it it can be orgasmic um, and um, others just enjoy a certain amount of rough sex. And so I've been asked a question that I love, which I will read now. Um, Assuming both parties or all parties are fully informed, happy and consenting, some people desire and actually enjoy painful sex. Pain via sex, rough sex, larger insertables, clamps, etc., both as an enjoyable masochistic desire and indeed an equally enjoyable sadistic one. Even, for example, in terms of dominant and submissive play, suffering for your partner willingly can for some be deeply eroticized. Considering the many who suffer unhappily and unwillingly from painful sex, do you think it's okay for others to derive enjoyment from it? So thank you. That's an excellent question. In a word, yes. These are completely different things. People who are exploring painful sex, rough sex, masochism, sadism, and DS relationships are taking a decision to explore these areas. There's lots of information, and then, crucially, there's consent. So the pain is voluntary. Voluntary pain feels very different from involuntary pain. So I'll use myself as an example because uh, most of you know I'm in an MS relationship, and um, I do Um, And I am masochistic, so I do enjoy pain with my sex. But um, when I had the fibroids and um, when the prolapse was bad, painful penetration was simply painful. I got no enjoyment out of it. And it is, you know, I wasn't being asked to bear this pain. So it was just painful. Painful sex as part of masochistic or DS playing is wholly different. It feels different. It produces a different response. Um, And I'm often asked, well, you know, when you go to the dentist, do you like it because you like pain? Yeah. And just because someone's masochistic doesn't mean they enjoy all pain. Context is a key part of, to enjoyment, right? Um, And there's context and there's arousal. So, you know, stubbing your toe if you're a masochist is not fun. It's just painful. Um, There are lots of people who enjoy the feeling of being stretched at penetration, for example, um, or rough sex. And when they're highly aroused, they can really um, have fun with that. Uh, But if the pain is just the first thing that happens, not so much fun. Um, Okay. I got another question. Um, Joshua wrote in and asked about managing pain when doing something new um, and said that um, he was particularly interested in 
anal sex, but he was afraid that um, there was going to be a lot of pain. Um, and so what we know about anal sex is the more relaxed the person is, the less pain there will be. And if you have lots of fears, it can be very difficult to relax. The key to pleasurable anal sex, I'm going to say it again, guys, lots of lubrication. An oilier lube is better because there's no real natural lubrication and the water-based lubricant tends to soak in and disappear rather quickly. So lots of lubrication, tip one. Relax, tip two. Now, in order to relax, get the facts first so you can allay your fears. Do some actual physical relaxation. You can do deep breathing where you're paying attention to your breath. You can do progressive muscle relaxation, which is a wonderful one. And that is where you start at your feet and you tighten the muscles in your feet and you hold it for a second, then you relax them. Then you move up to your calves and you tighten the muscles in your calves, hold it for a couple of seconds, then relax them. And you do that with each muscle group until you're at the top of your head, by which point you should feel totally relaxed. Sometimes it's easier to do this sort of exercise when somebody else is talking you through it. And for many years, I've made tapes for individual clients of different types of relaxation um, and guided visualization to relax. So if there's something in particular around sex and intimacy you're having fears about and you'd like to inquire about something like that, do get in touch with me, email me, and I'll tell you all about that. Also for anal sex, have your partner massage your hips, your ass, and tease you around your anus. Next tip, get turned on. The more turned on you are, the easier you're going to find anal sex. And if it still hurts, you can breathe into the pain. Go slowly and give yourself time to adjust to the sensations. So, um, the last bit around pain is around arthritis and, and um, chronic pain, um, any kind of chronic musculoskeletal pain, joint pain, or um, connective tissue disorders. Now, lots of people suffer from these. Um, I have psoriatic arthritis, and so I know this well, and lupus, so I know this very well. And um, though penetration not be made, penetrative sex may not be painful, people who have these sorts of disorders can find all sorts of sex painful because they hurt. Um, and so this is about looking at ways to um, alter your position and find the, the ways in which you can engage sexually that hurt the least. And so what it means is you've got to go on an expedition with your partner in order to find these ways. There are some great bits and pieces that can really help out with this, um, including wedges and pillows that can adjust your body position um, and, and really make things a lot easier. But it is definitely an exploration um, and it is something that you need to take your time and look at. Um, and in that case, it's really important to include your partner in the exploration and be willing to communicate with your partner throughout. That way the experience can be enjoyed by all. So I uh, uh, think I said on the last show that my book was finally out. My erotic memoir came out recently. It is called Dancing the Edge to Surrender, an erotic memoir of trauma and survival. Um, this book pairs my erotica with the true story of my intimate relationships. And then I add my analysis of the main themes around trauma, emotional skills, and authenticity. So each section has those three parts. Nietzsche said, that which doesn't kill us makes us stronger. My story bears this out on more than one occasion. 
My erotica is as intense and challenging as is my life story. It's full of BDSM, fetish, and power exchange dynamics. The lines between the fantasy and my literary are easy to blur. I'm hoping this book will excite, inspire, and open doors for people. And it's for me, it's important to say that there's light no matter how long you've been in the darkness. And it's just a matter of learning how to kindle the flame and light the torch. We're all works in progress, can learn from our patterns and do develop new skills no matter what stage life we are in. And as you know, it remains my goal to bring sex and conversations about sex from the shadows to the light. If you're interested in the book, you can get it at all major booksellers. If you want links to purchase it directly, head over to drlauribethbisbee.press. Do listen out for invites to my exclusive readings and exclusive events. I will be having a Secret Supper worldwide gathering happening very soon. These are exclusive parties that gather a group of exciting people together to talk about topics that are impacting the group and the world. Since my thing is sex and relationships, that's typically one of the larger topics that we discuss. If this interests you, Email me for an application. It is really exclusive. It's a small group, and um, it's by invitation only. So next week will be Q, and Q is for quarantine sex. We'll be talking about all the different ways that you can get down and enjoy yourself if you're still in quarantine. If you've got ideas for the show or comments or questions, if you've got a guest or you want to be a guest, please email me on Lori, at laurybeth.drlauribethbisbee.com. Um, I answer all questions, and I will answer them on a show in as close proximity as to when you ask the question as I can. Now is the time, if you were thinking of working with me, I've got a couple of different kinds of groups happening and my one-on-one -on -one program. Absolutely, this is the time to put your attention on sex and relationships. Get in touch with me by emailing me, lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com, and we can set up a breakthrough session for you at that point. I look forward to seeing all of you next week when the letter is Q. Have a fantastic week. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlaurybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week.